Hey, 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 y'all. It's me, Jenny. And welcome to my first official episode of my new podcast. Hey, let's talk about. I think that the most nerve wracking part that no one really thinks about is what the first episode of someone's podcast would be. I mean, it's, you know, the first one you're doing straight out of the gate. You really don't know what to expect. And there are so many topics for me to cover. It's very exciting, but also very um, overwhelming. Because like I said, it's my first ever episode. I got to make sure it's good, right? Make sure you guys keep coming back. (laughs) But, you know, I gave it some thought. And I, you know, I just didn't want to start out with something that maybe... A little bit more controversial than I usually talk about. Um, You know, something that doesn't have as much of a touchy subject. I was thinking of just easing you guys into it. So, um, I decided today we're going to talk about social media. Now, I'm mostly going to focus around the negative parts. But... I will get towards the benefits and the, you know, upsides of social media. But for the most part, this episode will focus on just the impact social media has had that's a little bit of a negative and how it has changed all of our lives. You really can't go a day without social media and you can It's very different, especially for someone who does have social media accounts and decides to not have them anymore. Um, It is a thing that is always going to be in our lives, whether or not we are personally involved in social media. I mean, I know plenty of people who don't have Instagrams, who don't use Snapchat or never had one. And, you know, they are perfectly fine. And it makes you wonder, really... um, Why is it so addicting? If anything, social media, to me, is very... It is a double-edged sword. Like, the good parts are, you know, if you are a creator or a small business, you can use this platform to reach more people than you ever could have before. Social media, before Facebook existed and Instagram... And that's how you can grow a wider range of connectivity with others. However, not everyone is is a small business owner and not everyone is, you know, an influencer, that type of thing. Most people are have an account to engage with the things that people post, to um, follow people they know, to catch up with their friends, see what they're doing. I know... That social media for me now that I've graduated from high school, it's kind of a nice way to just see what everyone's doing in college. Because if you think about it, a lot of these people you're not necessarily friends with. I had a big graduating class. It was about, it was 721. And that's huge. (laughs) And of course, you're not even friends with everyone. I mean, even my senior year, I would still be meeting people in the library and having no idea who they are to complete strangers and then finding out that they're in my grade and have been with me since middle school. It's crazy. So and then in some aspects, you know, these people from high school and it's just nice to kind of see where everyone's going because it's most likely the case that if you're not friends with them, but you went to the same high school and you all graduate you're probably never going to see these people ever again. If you never saw them in high school, what makes you think you're going to really meet them in the real world, realistically? So that is one way I kind of like social media, is getting to check up on people, seeing how they are. And, you know, sometimes my friends that I did have in high school, I'm not going to the same college. But I didn't mind that. I actually did want to go to a college where a lot of people from my high school didn't go. But that's another discussion that I'll table for another episode. But there are definitely downsides to social media. I will say that. I mean, you can't ignore that. Especially 
especially for someone who isn't in a good place, I feel like with confidence in their life for, you know, multiple reasons. It's different for everyone because there, it really just depends on perspective on how you want to look at it, how, and how you let it affect yourself. Because in high school, quite frankly, even in middle school, I remember looking back, social media, especially Instagram, was just not exactly, it wasn't healthy. Because not only did I have a big graduating class, but I live in a pretty wealthy district. So that meant a lot of people in my grade, a lot of people that I knew, it was very normal to go on extravagant, exotic vacations every summer. And not just, not with our family, but with friends. I mean, they would have 20 kids go together and it seemed like there were no parents that are going with them. And we're not even 18 yet. And then even in senior year, that we would take senior trips. And there's people going to the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, Cancun, Cabo, you name it. Basically anywhere not in the U.S. Seaside was also a very hot spot for my um, little community, I guess, for people to go. But seeing all these people go on trips like this. Now, not to say that I, my family did not have the means to go. That's not true. It's just my family was better, I guess, at saving money. And we actually didn't go on a lot of big trips like this. So going on social media for me over the summer, I realized was not doing me a service in regards to my mental health, how I viewed my family, my confidence. It made me insecure. It made me jealous that I got to see all these people that I know from school getting to go to all these amazing places, which I've always wanted to go to. I still want to go to. I've always wanted to travel. And if you're like me who wants to see the world and get to go I want to travel the world. I really don't have a particular place that I want to go. It's, I mean, of course, I think that the most exciting place that I want to go for sure, or the first place would be um, Singapore for all of its cultures, food, people, whatever. But, I mean, you can't blame me for seeing all these girls doing the things, going to these places that are my life dream or the goal that I want to do someday and doing this with friends posting all these cute photos in all these cute places in the sun on the beach roaming the streets of Italy or posing in front of a fountain in Rome I mean it you can't blame me for feeling a little jealous I mean I've always been kind of on the jealous side my mom used to call me the big j <laughs> because for some reason sometimes i would just be really jealous and social media just made it easier and made it more often for me to feel like that so yes social media also just creates so much insecurities i mean you can't help but look at all these photos and stories and reels and you know even though we all consciously know that these are just highlights this is not the entire person's life we all have good we all have bad we all have the ugly we all know this okay and if you don't then you need to wake up (laughs) but most of us do and i think it's safe to say that even though we know all of this to be true our brain can't help but feel the opposite, to feel the untrue, to think, oh, wow, she is really pretty. I really like your hair. I wish my hair looked like that. Or, oh, wow, she looks really good in that swimsuit. I wish I looked like that. Man, my thighs are so huge. And honestly, these are the thoughts that are running through my head sometimes. Or, wow, that's so cool that she gets to go with all of these girlfriends that she has. Wow, she must... And she's been friends with them for so long. I've seen them on her Instagram for a long, long time now since middle school. Wow, this is so cool that she has a good friend group like that. Or wow, this location is beautiful. Wow, I wish I got to go to some places like this. 
instead of being home every single day for vacation and barely ever leaving the house and spending all my time with my family or wow that dress looks really good on her all of these thoughts add up you know you don't have to have big things thrown at you to knock you down to a point where you lose confidence in yourself or gain more insecurities about yourself. I mean, it's just like change and impact you have individually on the world. It's the same thing when it comes to what social media can do to you. It just takes a little bit and all those little things add up. And if you're not careful, it can become a negative effect on your life. Because it doesn't take much to do that. It adds up. It's gradual. Just like anything. It almost kind of sneaks up on you. And before you know it, you kind of realize, wow. I'm not as happy. It is very sad, honestly. Because... We form these expectations. We can't help it. It's psychologically proven. We create these schemas. That's what it's called in psychology. I'm minoring in psychology. I said that in my introduction video. Listening podcast, whatever. So we we create these patterns in our mind because that's how we learn. Like when we're a baby and we see a dog or we see a dog and it has two ears, four legs, and a tail. And our parents are like, oh, that's a dog. Okay. That is a new form schema. And then. Later on. We come across. A cat. And we say, mom, is this a dog? And of course, why wouldn't we think it is a dog? It also has two ears, four legs and a tail. But then they tell us, no, um, it is a cat. So we have to form another schema. This is how we figure out the world. We've been doing this since we were children. Because that you have to organize. You have to make patterns. Our brains do that for survival purposes. So of course it makes sense almost to be scrolling on social media. And maybe you're having a bad day. And you see all of your friends and, you know, these acquaintances and other people you follow and celebrities and influencers and all of them smiling and, you know, in front of, you know, with happy friends or with their significant other or posing in a beautiful place. And it's reasonable going off of this psychological point to start re- feeling like, wow, they must be really happy. Or, wow, they seem to have everything. Have everything together. Which we know is not true. But our brain says the opposite. I mean, why do you think those these phrases, like, it looks greener on the other side, exist? Or... You know, not everything is as as it seems. Those types of phrases, you know what I'm talking about. The ones that go around the lines of, you really don't know what's going on behind the curtain. Because you don't. You don't. Social media can also just feel like your life isn't the best. Or like your lifestyle or where you are at in life. I mean, I can't be the only one who has scrolled through TikTok and seen these super, super cute couples doing couple things or dancing in the rain to this music or, you know, doing each other's facials or doing funny challenges and not help but feel a little bit of tinge of annoyance. And that annoyance is because, oh my gosh, they're so cute. It is so annoying to see because it just makes me feel even more single than I already know I'm aware of, you know? I can't be the only girl who has thought this or has seen this 
or maybe I remember seeing this video of this guy and he was like, oh my gosh, I remember always being super mad and annoyed at gym couples that would be at the gym. And now I am one of that when I am one of those couples and it just makes sense. Like you always, I feel like on social media, to some degree, you feel like you're missing out on something. FOMO, fear of missing out. Why do you think that has become a thing? It's because it's almost as if everyone else's happenings and life updates and the photos and all these things. Sometimes you start to even question how your life is going is, wow, am I supposed to be more successful in my career than where I am actually now? Or man, everyone is in a relationship. Why can't I get one? Or wow, this person seems really happy with their other person. Why can't I find something like that? You know, social media and our exposure to it is just so, so much. It's insane. It really is. And you just got to be careful. Because I think that the thought process today is kind of an all or nothing situation. Not moderation, which I argue is the better approach. Because being off of it entirely, in a way, you are only thinking of the negative. And it ultimately, to me, makes me think that you as a person can't seem to handle your own emotions or discipline your mind and manage your time enough to handle social media. Like my sister got off TikTok because she says that, you know, having ADHD, it doesn't help. You just keep swiping and swiping and swiping. It's true. You know, sometimes you'll be swiping and it'll be six in the evening. And before you know it, it'll be 10 or even later, really. I mean, yes, for sure. In I mean, you know, TikTok itself is an addiction and the app preys on our human nature to be very easily distracted. And that is, I can see her reason for getting off of it. But when she tells me that, it always just makes me think, okay, well, shouldn't you be a little bit more proactive in taking precautions so you don't? be wasting your time so much that you forget what time it is shouldn't you maybe set a timer for 15 minutes and then once it goes off get off the app to me it just comes down to discipline i mean come on i mean i don't go on tiktok a lot okay it's just i will go on for chunks at a time okay i mean i will be off of it forever and then i'll jump back on for a little bit and then get off and That's why I argue about the whole time management thing is yes, it's easy to scroll. But if you consciously kind of keep that in mind that that is the natural tendency to do, then you can improve on that without having to completely cut yourself off. Because like I said in the beginning, social media also is a huge tool. I mean, I'm constantly, whenever I see videos on TikTok, I'm always constantly amazed at not only the amount of talent that I see. Now, I'm not like a basic girl where all I see is dancing videos. I see a lot of other things. But like I said, it depends on the person. That's why the For You page is called For You page. But as I was saying, I mean, I mean, I see all different types. Things that about relationships because, you know, that's just kind of more what I'm interested in. But um, not only that, but just funny skits and comedy and people drawing and singing and all these things and it makes me think wow there are so many amazing funny creative people on here that is amazing all these content creators even people that aren't famous for what they do they just post it and happens to come up there are so many people in this world who are full of talent and humor to make you laugh why would you give that up just because you can't seem to get your homework done or study because you can't control your urge to be on your phone that much seriously 
That to me just doesn't sound like a good excuse. That's what I feel like is one of the reasons I can argue that it's in moderation. I mean, even on Instagram, it is your mindset ultimately that that determines whether or not to you social media is positive or negative. Because like I said, in high school and middle school, I did think of it, it gave me negative feelings. But now, since I got to college, it is the complete opposite. I mean, I see funny memes. (laughs) Um... You know, I get to see other girls, other friends that I have made in high school that go to different colleges. I get to see their posts from what they have been doing in college and their sorority or their extracurriculars. And it's fun to see that. See what they're doing. I mean, in even some cases, I have made friends with girls from my high school that I wasn't even friends with when we were in high school. So that's the upside for me. And sometimes... Some of these friends, some of these friends, some of these girls, I have not hung out with them in person in years, quite honestly. But sending posts or you know sending the memes or something, it just it's those little things that keep us connected. Any connection is good. I mean, I have told my little sister that because I've been when I'm at college, it doesn't seem like she answers my texts or engages with me and so that's how i have actually stayed in touch with my older sister is i'll just send her funny posts that i think would you know make her laugh or things that um she would like to see and we'd send it and she sends things to me i mean that is a positive of social media it's keeping in touch with people and discovering new people i mean i actually met one of my friends freshman year on social media um we had all these group me's made for our sorority with all the other fraternities these giant group me's and they were blowing up for days four days like it was insane because everyone was posting their you know their handles for snapchat and instagram so and there was about oh what a hundred people in there so a hundred times two that's 200 notifications on your phone and then you have about five groupies because there's maybe five you have with five different fraternities. That's about a thousand notifications. And they happen over the course of what felt like forever. <laughs> and just as you think it's about to die down, there's going to be nothing left. Then somebody else who just didn't happen to realize what was going on in the past couple of days finally jumps on the wagon and starts it all over again. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And so as we're copying and pasting all over the place and we're getting all these notifications from all these other fraternities, you know, not only are we copying and pasting, we're having to type in all these handles or whatever for ourselves, for all the people who are on the other end of us. So one of the people I have met that became my friend, I added them on Instagram and they were posting bible scriptures on their instagram story and i said oh that's awesome um do you guy do you go to church yeah i go to redeemer oh and at that time i didn't have my car with me because i was a freshman and i argued to myself well there's no point in having a car since i live on campus and i can just walk to my class so and i was also trying to figure out a church to go to i'm christian and then um so i reply i responded to their story and they told me that they went to Redeemer. I said, oh, wow, I've never been there. Um, do you like it? Yeah, I really do like it. Would you want to go sometime? Would you be willing to, um, you know, pick me up and we could go together? Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure, yeah. We did that every single Sunday that he was there in Lubbock. He worked every so often sometimes to where he wasn't in there, so I couldn't go. But Every opportunity we had, we would go to church together. And it was so funny, actually, that so all of his other fraternity brothers, most of them went to the same church. Whenever we'd show up together, people started thinking I was his girlfriend when we were just friends. And people, one of the brothers actually asked us, so how did you guys meet? We said Instagram. Is that insane? Don't you think that's kind of insane? I mean, I met him through Instagram. And now we're friends. So yes, that is another way social media has impacted my life in a positive way. I mean, there are countless stories of... I mean, I remember this. Like, there's like this TikTok couple where they actually... This was during the lockdown pandemic. 
They met each other on TikTok. Then they finally met each other in person. A couple months later, guess what? They moved into each other. They moved in with each other in the same house. And they met on TikTok. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That's insane. So yeah, I really think it just comes down to how you perceive social media. How you use social media. How much time you spend on it. It really just to me comes down to perspective and discipline. Because then it is a beneficial thing to your life. However, I will also argue that we are in a day and age, which is sad, that we have more connectivity with the world than ever before. Any other human in the entire history of this world has ever had. I remember thinking about this when we first heard that Russia had invaded Ukraine. I Actually, my first thought was that if you think about it, this is true. This is the first ever war where the public, the civilian population, will know information just as soon as the military itself knows it. Do you realize how insane that is? The last war we had at this scale was World War II. Even World War II, people would gather around the radio to listen to what is going on in the war. They would have to read newspapers. They would have to read the TV. Now, if we wanted to learn about the war... We just go on our phones and look it up. And it's there. We are not in the dark for long when it comes to the updates and what goes on. Versus in the Civil War. It wasn't until then did the civilized pop civilized the civilian population really realize how scary how awful how terrible war is because that was the first war that would had cameras people would go out to the battlefield and take pictures of all the bodies all the dead all of the blood all the carnage all the destruction that was the first time ever that wives at home and children at children got to see what war was like because before then the only people who knew were the people who fought And now we jump to here to the 21st century of 2022 and information about the war, there is no anticipation, there is no confusion, there is no period of time where we have to wait for news from the front to get to us. I mean, heck, sometimes I bet, I bet there are instances where the civil, civilian population knows something before the government. I mean... That's how connected we are. That's how connected we are to this day. We could meet someone through social media on the opposite side of the world and have a conversation with them. Versus back then, you couldn't even imagine traveling to the next town because it took you a week. Everything was determined by transportation, and it still is. When it was just horses, the farthest you probably left from your home was about 10 miles. Wagon a little further. Train even further. Planes, that changed the world. We could cross the ocean and have connection with people On the other side of the world. When a couple hundred years ago. People couldn't imagine that. At all. Some people wouldn't have even stepped foot. Outside of their house. My dad. The first time he went on a plane. Guys. He was 21. First time he ever went on a plane. And that was common. They were very new. And just like any invention, it is most accessible 
for the wealthy and then it finally you know starts trickling down over years and time where it becomes something that the masses can use can you imagine that he rode his first airplane at 21 he didn't own his first computer till he was 45 y'all we live in an age where our phones can give us every single answer to any question we have to any archives that have been created throughout time, any documents, any history, all at the touch of our fingers. Everything that humanity's ever learned from all the hundreds of thousands of years of civilization itself, all conglomerated into what is called the internet. We could learn absolutely anything and everything any human has ever contributed to society, like skill, inventions, knowledge, information. We seriously have the world at our fingertips at all times now, 24-7, 365 times a day, 365 times a day, 365 days out of the year. This is unprecedented. We live in an unprecedented time in history. And we haven't had a war yet until Russia and Ukraine. You realize how insane that is? Because up until now, I feel like the entire world really thought of war in that terms of the World War II. But now, it's insane. It's truly insane. So I guess what I'm getting at is even with all the amazing opportunity and access and opportunities we have as a human race, our connections with other people are low as ever. The quality of them are just not the same. They're not strong anymore. They're weak. I mean, you can't even go to a movie theater and not have someone pull out their phone very slyly. You can't. People can't go without their phone for two hours. And some of it makes sense, you know, if you have a job. Or, you know, if you're in college, you need to be checking your emails constantly. I mean, our lives revolve, are dependent on technology. But technology, not only has it advanced our human race, but it has also hurt it. I mean, there are families that don't even sit down at a family dinner together. There are families that don't even look up from their phones to talk to their kids. There are kids that value a phone more than going outside. I mean, this is insane. My little niece... She's only just a little bit over a year old. And I was here to help her learn to walk, okay? And before I came, though, she had good progress. I mean, she could walk maybe a couple of feet and then she'd plop down. So I, you know, did everything I could to make her walk. And then I had the idea. I dangled my phone in front of her and I said, come get the phone, come get the phone. She walked the entire length of the room without hesitation. I did it again, same thing. I did it again, same thing, same result, progress. You walk the entire distance without getting tired, without falling down. Do you, is that crazy or what? My little niece knows what a phone is. She knows how to text, guys. One time I asked my mom, hey, can you help me find my AirPods? I think I left them home. Could you, you know, search around the house or keep your eye out for them? No. I was like, what? My mom my mom never denies 
anyone's help. Like, if she, if someone needs help, she will give it to them. And we always also have this phrase that it's not lost till I can't find it because she finds everything. And also, I think it's just because our family is just terrible at looking. <laughs> but I was very shocked to hear this. I was, wow, like, this is so out of character. I can't believe she said no to me, especially when I needed her help. Well, it turns out, guess what? It was my niece who texted that no. <laughs> but it gave me a heart attack before I even found out this information. I was traveling in the airport home from Lubbock. And we now there is a layover in Dallas, which is like four hours. So bad. I hate it. And I actually personally, I like to read. I love my books, so I spend my time reading on the plane and, you know, sitting in a chair. And it was so loud that day in the airport. I couldn't even read. And I was actually looking around the airport. And at my boyfriend at the time, I would be texting him pictures of what all the crazy things I'd see, particularly just really involving phones. There was a kid next to me. He was maybe 10. He had his own iPhone 13 Pro Plus, Pro Max, or whatever you want to call it. He had his own phone, guys. He was sitting next to his mom who had a phone that was older than his. And he's complaining. He's saying, oh, mom, I can't make this work. Uh, Please fix it. Fix it. She was like, oh, fine. I'll help you. I was disgusted. I was absolutely disgusted. Another family had two daughters, one the same age as that boy and another daughter who was uh, maybe 12, 13, okay? They had their own iPads. They had their own iPads, guys. Which you can argue, oh, yeah, Jenny, well, that's normal, right? It shouldn't be normal. That should not be normal. iPads didn't exist. The coolest thing that might have existed was an iPod. And those didn't come out till middle school. Phones did not exist. And that were what we have today. My first phone was a flip phone, for goodness sake. I didn't even know what a phone was. And these kids get an iPad. And then, and then there's kids. I remember I saw a kid with a phone. And I remember thinking... Only reason I had a phone in sixth grade was because I had dance practice after school, so I needed to call my mom to know what time she needed to pick me up from school to drive me to my dance studio. If you're not in any sport or extracurricular, there is no point for your kid to be having a phone at all, let alone any other device. Give them a toy. Take them outside. Kick them out the door like my friend's parents used to do. Go outside. Go do something. Why is that not the thing today? I remember seeing these two other little girls. Actually, it was one. And they were on their phone. On their phone, watching something or whatever. And the parents were also watching something. Now, I get it. There are circumstances where maybe that would be appropriate, okay? Like, you know, in somewhere where you're supposed to be quiet. Or in a doctor's office or whatever. But even in that situation where you could argue is valid, I still would say... No, give him a toy, give him a book, talk to the kid. Then after a while, I looked up from my, you know, whatever I was doing. I'm a, I'm a people observer. I kind of like to people watch. So anyways, I saw the same other little girl. She was like tugging at her mommy's skirt and you could tell that she wanted to play or do something with her. The mom was totally blowing her off and that made me even more mad. I get it as a crowded airport. But still, come on. She just wanted you to interact with the, with her. If you're not even going to interact with your kid, don't have kids. Don't have them. At all. Like, why, why are you a parent? Why are you a parent? My mom used to say that people that want parents usually have kids. People that want, people that have kids or people that want kids more than not had a happy childhood. On another note, I mean, really, if you, if you're not gonna play with your kid, if you're not gonna talk with your kid, don't have a kid, guys. Come on. If you're already gonna be worrying about yourself, don't drag a life into this. When a kid 
a child, every child needs love and support and time from their parents. And if you are not willing to provide that, don't become a parent. You're just doing the disservice to that kid, to that child. Because I think that quality of life is much more important than any life you could bring into this world if you had that choice. It was really sad to see that mom be brushing off her kid, telling her to go back on her phone to watch whatever she was watching so that mom could do whatever she was doing on her phone. It made me sick. It really did. I was saw countless families with kids that were like this. Countless. I remember one time when I was in AGB. This is a grocery store that we have here. Which, on a side note, I actually didn't know until I had to go to the grocery store sometime out of state and on this vacation when I was younger. Did I realize that not everyone has the same grocery store name? It's all based on regions. Anyway, back to my point. is So, I was in AGB with my mom. And there was this mom with her little toddler, maybe three. She was crying. She was screaming iPad iPad. iPad. Like, what? Are you serious right now? Are you kidding me? I know for a fact that if I ever had kids, I'm not giving them an iPad. I am not giving them a phone unless they needed the phone. Like, really, really needed it. I'm, they're going to have the same childhood I did. Outside. Doing anything but that. There are kids these days that probably don't even know how to ride a bicycle because they're so glued to their phones or iPads or whatever. I mean, nowadays, too, I mean, technology has even been integrated into the school system so young. So for school, yeah, that's inevitable, okay? But I am never going to let my kid do that in their free time. Never. Ever, ever, ever. They're going to have the same childhood as me playing outside with their neighborhood friends Getting dirty in the dirt, playing with sticks. I mean, heck, I did some crazy outdoor stuff, and I'm a girl. I bet that there are plenty of guys my age that did even dirtier stuff outside. We rode bikes. We went out. We swam. We hiked. We walked our dogs. Also, if you have a pet and you don't walk it, that is just wrong. Don't get a pet. Don't get a pet. Please, just don't. That pet is going to be sad. And you are really just irresponsible. If you have a pet, walk the darn thing. Come on now. Get outside. There was this neighbor that had a dog. And they got it a puppy, really. They got it like maybe a week after they had their newborn child. That dog, all it did was, all it was, was tied to a rope in the front yard all day. All day. It was just sitting there all day. It was so sad to look at. Not only that, it was also a beagle. So it would howl all day. And at night, all night. I don't want to hear that. Please be considerate and bring the darn dog inside. Be considerate of your dog and bring it inside. Because it's Austin. It's Texas. It's hot outside. It is hot as Hades. It is bloody hell outside. Bring it inside. Come on now. So yeah, if you're not going to take care of it, don't get the dog. Seriously. But yeah, give your childhood a chance to be a child for crying out loud. If the world's going to keep going the way it is, it is very likely that their job is going to involve some type of technology. 100%. When you're an adult, I guarantee you from now on, you're going to have to have some device attached to you for your job. If not for your personal life. So... I argue, give them as much time as possible to be a kid. Be a kid. Being a kid is so nice. Childhood, I bet you look back on it now and think, wow, times were so much easier back then. Because they were. Everyone around me, I remember when I was little, would always want to be growing up. I want to grow up. I want to be a big kid. I want to wear heels. I want to wear makeup. Yada, yada, yada. And my mom would always say, Jenny, be a kid as long as you can. I'm going to let you be a kid as long as you can. Because you know why? When you're an adult, you have all the time in the world to be an adult because only a fraction of your lifetime you spend as a kid. And when you're an adult, what do you do? You pay taxes. You have to do bills. You have to worry about what to eat. 
your job, money. Life's complicated. So while everyone around me wanted to start wearing makeup and wanted to go to parties and grow up, I didn't. I enjoyed it. I was like like the lost boys from Neverland. That's how I always thought of myself is I didn't want to grow up. I wanted to be a kid as long as I can and treasure it. Take the presence. Don't rush my innocence. Don't rush getting rid of it. And I don't regret it at all. But yeah, I look at these children today who don't know how to ride a bike, but they know everything about how to beat a a game on an app. Like, really? Is that really something to be proud of? Come on now. And honestly, I'm not I'm I'm more sad for those kids because they really won't get to experience a wholesome childhood, which I think I know definitely they, my kids are not having that childhood, which gives me hope because I have spoken to lots of other friends of mine who my age and we've had extensive conversations about this about how we are not also going to let our kids have that. So it gives me hope that you know the kids of that our kids, which will be a generation, will not have grown up on all this tech junk and stuff. So that gives me hope because it sounds like maybe it's a cycle. Maybe the parenting style is a cycle now. What honestly makes me angry, I'm more mad at the parents of these kids. Because these kids would not be having these iPads and these iPhone Pros if it weren't for the parents buying them for them. Phones are like $1,000 now. Are you kidding me right now? Like, why would you spend $1,000 on a phone for a kid? For why? Like, that makes me upset. And this is the part that really peeves me. Is not only are they spending this money, but these were the... This is the generation that had even more of a less technology-filled childhood. Our generation, we did not have any type of phone, smartphone, whatever, until fifth grade. That's when Apple came out with their first iPhone. So technically, we kind of did have it in our pre-adolescence phase of our lives. Whereas the parents of these messed up kids did not have any type of technology at all. At all in their childhood. And yet they are the ones, they are the parents out there that we see that are giving their kids technology at five, at six. What what the heck? Wouldn't you think it'd be the opposite? Wouldn't you think we would be the generation doing that? And they were the generation raising their kids, right? And they were going to be looking at us thinking, what are they doing? That would make more sense. That's why I'm mad at these parents. Like, what the heck? If you had a wholesome child, why the heck aren't you giving it to your kids? What do you think is possibly a benefit from giving them these devices? Like, seriously? Are you kidding me right now? Not only is it bad, but also from a medical standpoint, if you want to look up from that. Phones? um, um, What's it called? They emit EMFs, electromagnetic fields or uh not emfs but just waves from the phone that are already proven from scientific studies that can cause cancer affect the body in a negative way so that's why it's recommended not to keep your phone really close to you when you sleep at night why would you want to expose your kid to that earlier on in life than they have to when arguably in their adulthood they will have to be exposed to it anyway to make a living. Why would you do that to them? Why? There is no reason you could possibly throw at me to justify that. You are cheating your child out of real connection and you're also cheating yourself. Because you're not enjoying parenthood to what it really is supposed to be. When your kid is whining and crying, don't shove them a phone. Comfort them. To ask them what's wrong. Calm them down if they're crying. Give them a hug. 
Instead of it, instead of letting your kid come home, not even speaking a word to you, say, hey, how have you been? How's your day been? Hang out with them. Ask them how they're feeling. Are they okay? Are they happy? Because you don't know. Maybe your kid could be depressed or sad and you wouldn't even know it. You know why? Because you couldn't get off your phone or your laptop. Lift your eyes off it for a goddamn second to ask. Why do you think sometimes suicides are so surprising? Because no one ever knew. Wow, I can't believe they were really feeling this way. I cannot believe no one noticed. It's because you didn't ask. It's because you weren't aware or attentive or caring enough Now, I'm not saying that it's the case for all. I'm just saying in the cases that I'm referring to, that is something that you could do. I mean, we've all seen movies. We've all seen movies that focus around a parent that is so involved with their work that they completely forget about their kid and what's really important. We can all think of at least one movie if we really think about it. Where that's the case. Why do you think movies like that exist? Why do you think that those movies were created? Why do you think they're relatable? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because that is actually a situation that happens in families now. So wrapped up in technology, they cannot even take the time of day to go visit their kid, watch their performance, sit down with them at a dinner table without taking a call, Or getting interrupted and stepping away from the dinner table, taking a call, that type of thing. Why do you think movies like that exist? I mean, I can't think of one at the top of my head. But I know that we've all seen one movie like that before in our life. It's emphasizing that point that I'm making. That connection's are so weak today. They're so sad. They're the quality of us are so so low. Maybe I mean that is really why we turn to social media as a way to get tiny boost of serotonin levels, and even that is not significant, and it's not sustainable. It's not significant in any manner whatsoever. You know why? Because human nature is to be included, to feel loved, to feel like they belong to something, to feel important, to have purpose. I learned all of this in my psychology class. That's why. Because we're not getting it. We're not... The the junk and stuff that we're consuming isn't enough. Well, you know what is enough? Having good relationship with your parents, talking to your siblings, talking with your friends. It's insane. It's like we can't let this happen to our to humanity. I can't I can't I can't imagine anyone else would want that. And I won't stand aside and watch this happen. It's important for all of us to step back. And not take the all or nothing type of view. Be aware that society isn't at its best. In the movie Frozen 2, Olaf said, Advancing technology will be our savior and our doom. And I 100% agree with that. It advances society, it advances civilization, our products get better, so our efficiency and our economy get better. But what suffers is human connection. That's what suffers. That is what becomes weak. And it is truly sad to see. I think that if anything... 
I want to try to minimize the amount of technology I consume on a personal basis. You know, in school, that we need, you know, for Blackboard and turning in assignments. You need to have a laptop to type up essays, go on the internet, and that type of stuff. At the end of the day, I think we all should strive to really be aware of how much we're using social media and think about what we're lacking and what we are neglecting in our lives because we have spent so much time on social media. It's important to start maybe realizing that for yourself. I don't want to grow up in a world where we don't talk to each other. I mean, in public now, even days, it is not common. I Maybe it's just a Southern thing or just where I live and have been growing up. But in public, even in college, no one talks to each other. Oh, my gosh. Strangers do not talk to each other. You wonder why the dating scene has been so bad. It's because you can't meet someone in person anymore. Oh, why? Because we don't freaking talk to one another. We're all glued to our fucking phones. I mean, really? Are you kidding me? That's why. Get off your phone. Maybe you'll meet a great friend. You don't know what you're missing if you just look up. Look up. Don't stick your nose in a phone. If anything, maybe think about it like this. When you're on your deathbed, perhaps, or if you're at the end of your life and we're all evaluating what we have done, what we've seen, what we've learned, what we've accomplished in our life, don't have any regrets and don't you dare let one of those regrets be i wish that i had made more connections i wish that i had spent more time with my friends or my family i wish that i had better relationships with my family i wish i kept in touch with my friends more often i wish that i got off my phone don't let those be your regrets don't don't Make the most out of life with the people that are around us. Life isn't measured in years. It's measured in the lives that we touch around us. That's a quote from Peter Malark in um, Catching Fire. I quote movies a lot. I'm just going to say that. I quote movies a lot. So that is something you might hear every so often. But it's true. It isn't measured in the time. It's measured in our connections we have with other other people. Isn't that what is most important in this life? Technology, social media, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. All of these things have a good and a bad. And we can't let... Ultimately, even when there are benefits to all of these things, we cannot let this control our lives. We cannot let it diminish our life, the quality of life that we live. And we can't let that be the normal. I don't want that to be the normal. I don't believe that's right. Because arguing from another point is humanity has gone hundreds of and thousands of years without phones tvs xboxes switches whatever you want to call it all of this junk basically all of this and they've been fine they lived they were fine it wasn't the end of the world for them was it no it wasn't it wasn't so what it makes you think that we need it right It's not that important if you really want to look at it from that point of view too. What is more important is family, health, and love. Those are the things that should matter more. 
Those are the things that should drive you to discipline yourself, to get off your phone, make a new friend. Go outside, ride your bike, or learn how to bike. (laughs) Play a game with your family. Read a book. Do something. Please, anything. And look around. Appreciate the things in your life. The people in your life. And do not take it for granted. Don't do that. Social media is also terrible for your mental health. It was terrible for me in high school. Not only did I not really have a good friend group to lean on. But it just made me more bitter about the world. I felt more lonelier than ever. That's also another crazy paradox about life these days. is We are so connected yet we are also so disconnected. So alone. I mean, what plagues our age group the most is loneliness, is depression, is anxiety. That's sad. It's not easy to do the opposite in a world where everything else is fighting to do what is different from what you want to do. Going against the current is hard and it takes work. And it means constantly going against the crowd, the masses, when also what's human nature is to conform and to follow. And the right path isn't always the easiest. I think Dumbledore said that in one Harry Potter episode. Episode. Movie. (laughs) I never was a Potter fan when I was a kid. So I never read the books. But it's true. The right thing to do isn't always the easiest. And most of the time, it's not. But society should be full of... Your life should be full through people, not through likes, not through shares, not through views, not by how happy an Instagram meme can make you, no matter how many times it'll make you laugh, trust me. It should be important because of your relationships with others, the things you do in your life, hobbies, Passions, activities, those should be a focus. Those should be the things that we maintain and get better at. Those are the things that we need to focus on. Kids, our parents, our family, our friends, our pets. Please, like, let's not let society get to the point where kids won't know what it is for society to be the way it was for us when we were growing up. Don't let it be like that. I want to strive to make our world more full. I don't know how else to put it. Because I think I I really would say I had a happy childhood. I really did. It was full of outside adventures with my friend and her little sister. And the four of us would all be doing crazy things. And it was fun. And it was memorable. It was everything. It was great. And everyone had a childhood like me. I know. I feel like sometimes I'm the exception whenever I talk about childhood with my friends. But... I also have a very close family relationship. We're all very supportive. We communicate with each other all the time. We're very close. We love each other so much, all of us. And even though sometimes we might fight or get into squabbles, at the end of the day, I know they have my back. I know that I can call them for anything. I know I can go to them for anything. And I'll do the same for them. 
Now, I know that's also very rare for family relationships, but I think that's important. So whether or not you have a family like mine, or have a relationship with your siblings like mine, or have siblings, don't let technology, don't let social media rule your life. Don't. And even if you think it doesn't, like, oh, you, oh, Jenny, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even really go on social media that often. Or I don't really, you know, use it too much. Okay, like in some capacity, that's true. And some it's not like, come on, be real with yourself. Really? Don't disagree with me or don't say that just because you know that saying that is or saying that is the right way to be in your life. <laughs> like just don't even games get off your darn video game <laughs> oh my goodness like it's still gonna be there don't worry you'll you'll make that level some other time don't worry but you know maybe go and eat <laughs> turn on the lights go outside call up a friend that type of thing you know, everyone has a choice in this world. Everyone has choices. It depends on the ones that you make that will determine who you want to be, how you want your life to be, how you want to feel. Now, again, I am just a person. I am just a voice on your phone, your laptop, or whatever you're listening to me on. I can't tell you what to do. But I'm just telling you what I believe in. That's all it is. That's all what this podcast is. Is just voicing my opinions, like I said. If you read my little description for this podcast, you'll see what I'm all about. But yeah, please. Social media is a double-edged sword. Technology itself is a double-edged sword. Anyway, that's kind of it. I'm going to wrap it up from here. So thanks for staying to the end. Love you guys. Have a great day. And I'll see you next time on the next episode.